Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Could you possibly be the jerk for repurposing something from your late partner and giving that to your kid? We'll get to that in a bit, but first, am I the jerk for not paying for my sister's vacation because she won't agree to babysit? My 32-year-old male family is planning a vacation for the summer. My 32-year-old male family is planning a vacation for the summer. Both my parents, my older brother and my sister-in-law, my younger sister Camilla, 22-year-old female, and my husband, my two kids, 10-year-old female and 8-year-old female, and I are all planning to go. We're planning to stay in our resort for two weeks. This will obviously be a bit expensive, at least 2,000 US dollars per person, and that is an enormous amount of money in my currency. Camila is in her last semester of university and will start a full-time job in August. Right now, she's not working and lives with my parents. Not passing judgment on her for being unemployed because my brother and I went through the same at her age, Camila called me last week to ask if we could pay for her ticket and accommodation. My parents would pay for food and activities. My husband and I can comfortably afford our family, but adding Camila would put a financial pressure on us. I told her I would discuss it with my husband and then I would call her. So my husband and I agreed that we would be willing to pay for her if she would babysit our children on certain occasions. Of course, not every day and without notice, but at least twice a week for two hours for two months. She would basically be the replacement for our current babysitter. Anyway, I texted her basically saying what I just wrote, and she replied, Absolutely not. So I called her to ask why she was so against this arrangement, which I think benefits the both of us. She gets to go on vacation, and we have a babysitter we trust and don't spend more than our monthly budget. Camila said that we were manipulating her into doing unpaid labor to us and forcing her to say yes, because neither our brother or parents could afford to pay for her. She also said that she's way too busy with her last semester of uni and finals. I told her that she could do all of her school stuff in our house. My children are very well behaved and need very little supervision, but she still said that she wouldn't do it. So I then told her that I was very sorry, but if she didn't accept, we couldn't pay for her to go on the vacation. So now she's incredibly mad at me, but now my mom's also angry with me because she wants to have a family vacation and she knows my husband and I do have the money to pay for Camila and family helps family, which I agree with, but I believe that help must be reciprocal and right now, Camila is not reciprocating that help. My brother and dad just want to settle this down. They're not taking sides. So I don't think what OP and their husband are asking for is too ridiculous. And quite frankly, in my mind, if you're asking for something that is the equivalent of $2,000 for something that isn't even like a material good, yeah, you probably have to return the favor at least a little bit. Also, hi, 
I'm Steven, and if you enjoy getting to decide whether or not all of these people are the jerks, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? This next story is, am I the jerk for coddling my two-year-old when I didn't do the same for my oldest? I know the text makes me a jerk and it's probably right. When I, 34-year-old male, was 20, I had a relationship with a girl, let's call her Clara. When she got pregnant, I honestly wasn't happy, but since she decided to keep the baby, there wasn't anything I could do. When our daughter, let's say Sadie, 13-year-old female, was born, I legally recognized her. We have shared custody, and she stays with me two weekends a month. I also pay child support. I go to her school events, holidays, etc. But if I'm honest, I don't feel like I love her, and I know that that makes me the jerk. I care about her, but I don't miss her when she's not with me, and I don't feel the need to see her. Six years ago, I met my wife Anna, and it was love at first sight. Side note, me and Clara weren't in a relationship since Sadie was born, so no cheating. Clara and Sadie both disliked my wife, but that didn't stop me and we got married. We now have two kids, 4-year-old male and 2-year-old female. With my younger kids, it was completely different for me. I loved them since the first moment I knew they existed, and that love grows every day since they were born. Sadie comes to our house two weekends a month, but she hates my wife and my toddlers. I don't allow her to speak badly to them. I told her she has the right to not have a relationship with them, but she has to respect them. My wife has no problem with Sadie and never complained about her. My kids mostly ignore her, but they act like this with everyone who won't play with them, since at this age, they don't have other interests. My half-sister, who's a friend of Clara, came to visit us and stayed with us for a few days. My half-sister doesn't like my wife because she wanted me to marry Clara. We were no contact for a few years, but my wife, who wants everyone to have a good relationship, convinced me to let her back into our lives. Before leaving, she got into a fight with me, saying that I coddle my two-year-old way too much, and how horrible I am for not doing that for Sadie too. It is true that my two-year-old is a total daddy's girl and if I'm home, she always follows me around and wants to be near me. She often asks for cuddles and hugs and I'm happy to give them to her. Same with my son, but my sister wasn't disturbed by me cuddling my son, just my daughter. She was always obsessed by daddy's girl figure since she was never that with my dad. Long story. She said I'm a jerk because since Sadie wasn't a daddy's girl, my two-year-old shouldn't be either. I told her that while I'm not a good father for Sadie, even if I am and always was present in her life, it doesn't mean that I shouldn't love my youngest daughter. Am I the jerk for coddling my two-year-old, even if I didn't do the same for my oldest? I mean, are you basically the jerk for giving your 13-year-old daughter plenty of reason to feel like they're unwanted? especially compared to two other kids that you do have? Like, really especially compared to them? I think that pretty clearly makes you the jerk. I think there's going to be a lifelong working through of things for Sadie ahead. Our next story is, am I the jerk for lying to my wife as a joke about what AWD means? My 27-year-old male, wife, 27-year-old female, is very into feminism. And I often joke about it, and she doesn't seem to mind. Like, I believe in equality and all and don't criticize her view or anything. My wife was having car troubles with the engine of her old car and her mechanic convinced her they were going to get worse and advised her to get another car. I thought it could do more years, but she still decided to sell it without getting a second opinion. 
Her mechanic is actually a woman, and she trusts her for that reason, and she thinks she's a great mechanic. My wife sold her car and bought a used one that was much newer from a lady. She bought it because she fell in love with the color and thought it looked cute. It was a fine car, and I have no issues with it, but it just seemed like an odd reason to get a car to me. The car has an all-wheel drive, AWD, badge on it, and as we were driving back after she bought it, she asked me why it says AWD. I joked and said it was something they put on, and it's a club called Association of Women Drivers, who were women who get together and talk about their cars and car troubles and help each other. I thought she would realize it was a joke, but she took me seriously, so I didn't say anything and tried not to laugh. She said she would consider joining it. When we got home, she googled it and realized I was joking, but she got really upset and called me a jerk. I don't get why she's so offended by such a small joke, as I would have told her eventually what it means. Honestly, I feel like this story all kind of has like underhanded undertones. I don't want to just jump straight to saying it is misogynistic, but I don't know, as far as like the scale or the spectrum of things, it feels a little too malice-y to me for some reason. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my late sister's husband that his daughter is not getting any of my sister's dresses? My sister died 17 years ago. She left behind a 4-month-old daughter, now 17, and a 5-year-old son, now 22. My sister was diagnosed with cancer 8 months into her pregnancy, and she was aware it was terminal right away. After my niece was born, she asked me if I would keep her dresses. She had a collection of very nice dresses she had accumulated because she worked for a fashion magazine and got discounts and freebies sometimes, and her favorite jewelry for her kids. She said maybe her daughter wouldn't want the clothes, but if she did, they would be with me. She told me she knew her husband loved her, but she knew he would remarry and that lines can be blurred, and she really didn't want any of his future children or his future wife laying claim to her possessions. She wanted them for her children. She had a necklace that she knew her son would like one day, and he asked for it when he was 15 and still wears it today. I said, of course. Her husband did remarry. About a year after my sister died, he told our family he had gotten another woman pregnant and then a couple of months later announced they were to marry. Things were awkward for a few years. He was still part of our lives, but we hadn't been close when my sister was alive, and his wife was holding some hard feelings towards him and us. Their older daughter is 14, and they have a 9-year-old daughter together as well. The 14-year-old has a school dance coming up and wanted to wear one of my sister's dresses because she saw a photo of my sister wearing one and heard from her dad that I had them. He told me she wanted a dress and wanted me to send it over with my niece for his daughter. I refused to send it, and he responded by asking my nephew. Nephew said his half-sister had no business having anything to do with one of his mom's dresses. My niece wasn't angry like my nephew was, but she found the idea weird. My sister's husband told me it wasn't fair to deny the girl the dress because she's not my sister's daughter, and that she's part of the family and it shouldn't be a big deal. I told him I didn't feel comfortable giving it and was going to do what my sister wanted. He suggested she could choose another dress from the collection, and I said she was not getting any of the dresses. He said I should not be depriving his daughter and she's being treated unfairly. I told him those dresses were nothing to do with her. They are for my sister's children. He called me pathetic. Am I the jerk? 
Well, at least OP cares about the wishes of their sister who tragically passed away. I know it's been a long time, but those wishes still exist. There's not a 17-year cooldown. She didn't say, if nobody claims them for 17 years, then it's fair game for anybody. This next story is, am I the jerk for using weaponized incompetence when getting gifts for my girlfriend? I have never been the best at gift giving. It's something I can't seem to master the art of. I don't know if I'm just not as thoughtful as everyone else or what. I've had maybe one or two moments of spotting something and going, this reminds me of insert person here. Let me buy it. Other than that, I'm pretty much phoning it in with gift cards. Whenever a holiday or special event approaches, it's like my mind goes blank to what the person would like. My best friend's birthday was this weekend, and I truly felt like I had a stroke of genius leading up to it. He's a history buff and spends most of his time studying and traveling. He also spent the last year of his life writing a dissertation that he hopes to turn into a book. I've read over the draft versions of it as he works, sometimes out of curiosity, mostly to help out with the proofreading as a fresh set of eyes, but now it's very near completion. I requested another copy of manuscript, had two copies properly bound and wrote up in about the author section myself to include. When I presented them to him at his birthday party, I told him the first was for him to keep as his very first copy and the second was a copy for me the very first autographed one, if he would be so kind as to sign it. The whole thing was a really nice moment for us and his family who I'm very close with. When he read over what I had written about him in the About the Author section, he teared up a little. This is one of the only times making someone cry has ever made me feel so good. My girlfriend was there during this whole display and didn't say much. She went home early while I stayed the night with my friend. When we talked the next day, She told me the gift thing was overkill and it was proof that I was using weaponized incompetence previously in order to get out of putting time and thought into gifts for her. I'm kind of at a loss here. I didn't think the nice gesture was indicative of anything other than me doing something kind. Am I the jerk? I must admit I am a terrible gift giver too. It's hard for me to get an idea of what to really give somebody. I mean, if you do manage to understand an interest that you can kind of target for a specific person, I'm always afraid if I try to get them something, it's not even going to be like needed because they probably have that already. That said, in OP's case, apparently all they really get their girlfriend was like gift cards to stores. If you only ever do just the bare minimum, and meanwhile they sit there and watch you have the most thoughtful, personalized gift with your friend ever, I understand why she would be upset. Our next story is, am I the jerk for threatening to make my in-laws homeless if they cannot understand what working from home means? I, female 38, am the primary breadwinner for my household. My husband, 42, is semi-retired due to an injury at work. He's a great husband and has taken over all the housework that needs to be done during the day. We share all the duties when I'm not working. Recently, his sister, her husband, and their two teen kids lost their home. We have a rental suite in our basement that we just use as a family area, so we agree to let them live there. Because I'm paranoid, I had them sign a lease. A few days ago, my husband had an opportunity to do some consulting at his old work. He loves doing it because it gets him out of the house, and he gets to see his old co-workers and friends. It was short notice, so we had an arranged babysitting. We asked his sister to watch our youngest for the day so he could go to work, and she agreed. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. 
But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. She then delegated the task to her 13-year-old son. Then she had her nap. The kid didn't want to disturb his mom during her nap, so he banged on my door while I was working to change a diaper. Fair enough. If I were a 13-year-old boy, I might not feel comfortable changing a baby girl. I asked where his mom was, and he said she was napping. I woke her up and told her that she had agreed to watch her niece, and to do so. I waited for my husband to get home, and we discussed his family. We decided together that they needed to start paying the amount on the lease, leave, or start helping around the house. We took all the kids over to my mother-in-law's house and then we sat them down and had a talk. We gave them their options. They said I was a jerk for tricking them into signing a lease agreement and then not collecting it so I could evict them. I said that wasn't the only choice. I said that she was the one who chose the lay of a responsibility on a child. I said that I was basically the one supporting her and if she couldn't help, then she had to give me money or leave. Some further information, neither her nor her husband have jobs right now. They're buying groceries with his unemployment benefits. I set the lease up because of the horror stories I've heard about people claiming to be tenants. Definitely not the jerk here. It seems like they're more than content to try to mooch off of OP in their hospitality, while not even trying to put in like the bare minimum effort. There's nothing unreasonable with the options OP gave them. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my new boyfriend he won't be included when I purchase my house? I, 27-year-old female, have been with my boyfriend, 29-year-old male, for six months. Our relationship so far has been awesome. He's sweet and we get along well. I've been saying since we met that in two years I'm going to buy a house, that I'll be working myself as hard as I can in that time to make it happen. A little context for you guys, I'm a single mom of two kids, 11 and 8. My oldest was conceived when I was only 14, my second at 18, 
I've been through what feels like a lifetime of struggle, and I'll spare you all those details I'm sure you can imagine. One of those struggles was being homeless for about 12 months. When I was growing up, my dad raised me in our family home. I didn't have much, but having a stable place to live was something I never took for granted growing up, something that I'd been dying to give my babies. For the past four to five years, I've been doing well for myself, making money as a tattoo artist, my childhood dream job, and I couldn't be more happy. Now to the issue at hand. The other evening, my boyfriend brought up me buying a house and said that he would feel weird moving into a house with me if it was only mine, that he wants to be included in the whole process, including owning the home with me. He isn't currently working, he just got fired from his job and when he was working our income gap was quite large. That being said, he won't be able to contribute 50% of a down payment. I explained to him that this house isn't really for me, that this house is for my kids and their future, that my first home is going to be bought with the intent to have them living in it as young adults, and I'll be purchasing something else for myself when that time comes. It has nothing to do with him and I can't risk the possibility that the house will be gone if he and I were to split up. I told him if he moved in that I wouldn't expect him to pay on my mortgage, but that he could help out by paying other bills. He didn't seem to like that idea and insisted he would want to pay 50-50. So am I the jerk for not compromising and buying a house to keep only in my name, even if marriage was something I decided I wanted down the road? I don't want to take any chances on my kids having what I've always wanted to be able to give them. Honestly, six months together and unmarried is not enough time to be splitting a house 50-50 anyways in my opinion. I don't blame OP even if they didn't have the kids as a factor not wanting to go through with this 50-50 deal. And frankly, I think his motives are a little unclear too. I think they just want to get their foot in the door into having access to this asset. This next story is, am I the jerk for parking in a pregnant person slash veteran spot? I'm not sure how popular these are in other places, but in the southern USA, some places have special parking spots for veterans and pregnant individuals, and sometimes they're the same spot. I'm currently about 34 weeks pregnant and have had kind of a rough pregnancy, so I avoid going out very often. Yesterday, my husband couldn't go to the grocery store and I had to do it. The grocery store I went to had one of the aforementioned parking spots free, and I parked there. As I was getting out, a man pulled up behind me and started yelling at me that it was illegal to park there, it's for veterans. I told him it was for veterans and pregnant women and I was a pregnant woman. He said he earned the right to park there by fighting for our country. I apologized that he felt that way and I was grateful for his service. And if he needs the spot for disability reasons, there are plenty of spots open. Some detail, he was a young dude, and of course I don't know if he was disabled or not. He was in his car and I couldn't see him, as well as not all disabilities are visible. He called me a witch and drove away, and when I told my husband about the interaction, he told me while it did save four pregnant women and veterans, he deserved it more and I should have backed off. My dad and brother agree, and now I feel like a jerk, but my sister told me I was in the right and not to worry. Am I the jerk? 100% I agree with OP's sister. OP should not worry. That spot is for pregnant women and veterans. You fit into one of those categories. This dude can be as pissed off as they want, but you did nothing wrong. You were 100% in your right. 
Our next story is, am I the jerk for refusing to go to my mother-in-law's house for Easter dinner? I, 31-year-old female, had to cancel Easter festivities with my side of the family because I let my kids go away with my significant others, 34-year-old male, parents for the weekend, not remembering that today was Easter and they wouldn't have been home in time to make it there. So anyways, yesterday my significant other and I were running some errands and I told him that since we weren't doing Easter with my family and since his parents didn't have plans because they went away for the weekend, then I just wanted to chill out at our house and have a quiet dinner and an Easter egg hunt with just us and our two kids when they returned home. He said that sounded great with him. Fast forward to today, I woke up, put a roast in the slow cooker and hid the Easter eggs so everything would be ready. By the time I was done, my significant other called and said that his mom decided last minute to make lasagna and cake and wants everyone to come over because it's also his brother's birthday. Needless to say, we got into a huge argument when I told him I wasn't going because I already have our dinner cooking and reminded him of the plans we made that he agreed to yesterday. Long story short, he called me a jerk and a stuck-up witch, all because I refused to drop everything and go over there to spend time with his family. I told him that it's not my fault that they decided to wait until the last minute and I shouldn't be treated like crap for wanting to keep my plans as is, so now I guess I'm spending Easter alone and eating the dinner that I cooked by myself. Am I the jerk? 100% not the jerk, right? They had buckled down and agreed to plans. If stuff like this pops up unexpectedly last second, OP significant other said, Sorry, we already made plans and we're too far gone to be there, but I hope it's the best. Next time, they need to plan a little bit more properly. This next story is, Am I the jerk for leaving my business to my protege instead of my children? I, 58-year-old male, have two kids, John, 32-year-old male, and Susan, 29-year-old female, and I started a business back in my late 20s after they were born. I've been growing it for the better part of three decades. However, my wife and I agree that we have more than enough for me to retire, and so I am. Some backstory, back when John was in high school, I gave him a job at my business, and soon after he started, he asked if I could give his friend Sam, 32-year-old male, now 17 when he started, a job as well. John was not interested in the work and quit after four months, and I will wholeheartedly admit that that was very painful at the time, but Sam loved the job. He continued to work throughout college, where he went into the same field as me, and I gave him a promotion when he completed his studies. Sam is very much my protege, and I see him as my second son. John studied finance, and after working at some other places, asked me if I could give him a job. I did, and he's extremely good at what he does. I love the fact that I get to work with the both of them. I took my wife, John, Susan, and Sam out to dinner last week to tell them my plan for retirement. Sam will take my place and own 60%, while John and Susan would each get 20. I have never seen John so furious. He asked how I could choose Sam over him, my own flesh and blood. He also said he's the one who studied running businesses and that he should be the one in charge. I told him that he's only worked for me for a few years and already quit once, whereas Sam's been working with me for 15 years, knows all the clients, the products, and the production team, and has their respect. He then asked if he had my respect, and I told him of course, he's the best at what he does. But that doesn't mean he's the best fit for being the boss. 
My wife and Susan tried de-escalating the situation, but John left in a huff and hasn't been talking to anyone but Susan since. I know John's hurt, but Sam is the better choice since he's been working directly under me for years and knows the ins and outs better than anyone but me. I've tried talking to John and apologizing, but he won't let me. Am I the jerk? I get flesh and blood and whatnot, but very clearly Sam is the better choice. They had been working so closely for so long, I think it would be completely unfair and an utter slap in the face to Sam to not give this to him. Now, I don't know if OP could have gone about announcing it a little bit more tactfully, or if OP needed to put so much stock into John's high school behavior, but I just think Sam practically has been a business partner to OP for how long and how close they worked. I think regardless of flesh and blood, they deserved that shot. Our next story is, am I the jerk for repurposing my late wife's gown for my daughter? I, male 38, lost my wife, female 35, in April 2022 during labor. She had a premature delivery that led to complications and eventually she passed away an hour after giving birth to our daughter. My daughter too had resulting complications which meant she had to be kept in an NICU for the first two months of her life. Needless to be said, the entire ordeal was hard on us, especially her mother, who was a single mom to her only child. Fortunately, my daughter's condition grew better after those initial two months and is as lively and joyful as any other one-year-old. It was my baby's first birthday a few days ago. It was bittersweet. I wished my wife could have been here to see our baby girl on her first milestone. I wanted to honor my wife's memory and also make my daughter feel the presence of her mother on her special day. My wife used to have a talent for stitching, and she taught me a lot of it too. My wife had worn a beautiful dark green gown for her maternity shoots. She looked absolutely radiant in it that day, but after that she never wore it again. She said she wanted to see my daughter wear it one day. The gown was left forgotten there with her entire pile of clothes after her death. I didn't want to go through her stuff since it would have been too much for me. Her words, the grief of knowing that my wife never got to know her daughter and my daughter's birthday were what motivated me to get up one day, go through her closet, and cut up that green gown into a tiny frock for my daughter. And my daughter looked absolutely adorable in it. That color suits my daughter just as it did to my wife. I dressed up my daughter in the gown for the birthday party. My mother-in-law saw her in it and immediately knew that this was that dress. She pulled me aside, in tears, and asked me why I would destroy her daughter's dress. I told her what my wife had said, that this was her wish too. She said that my wife would have meant that for when my daughter was old enough to fit into the gown. That she could have also said that assuming that she would be alive to see her in it and that her death negates what she said. Her dress held a memory of my wife that no longer existed now because of what I did. I told her that the dress had been lying forgotten in the closet along with all of her other belongings. All of her other special dresses are still there. Her wedding gown, her baby shower dress, everything was still intact and perfectly preserved in her closet. It was just this one dress that I used. The dress that she specifically mentioned she wanted our daughter to wear one day. I honored her wishes, a little earlier than intended. The argument escalated with other people joining in and taking sides. Soon my mother-in-law left, along with most of the guests. She isn't replying to my calls. All of our relatives have mixed opinions about this. 
I am devastated. All I wanted to do was make this birthday extra special for my daughter. Instead, her entire day ended in tears. Am I the jerk? I definitely don't blame OP for doing what they did. While it may have been very true that they meant when they were old enough to just properly wear the dress, I don't think OP was out of line in doing what they did, and they had every right to. And I don't blame them as somebody that's grieving still to not hold on to this dress for all those years until they are old enough and just celebrating now while they can. It was a lovely tribute to their wife. Hopefully OP took a lot of photos, saves them somewhere, backs them up, so that one day when their kid is old enough, they can see those maternity shoot photos and they can see themselves wearing that repurposed dress. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy Am I the Jerk here story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.